Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Randy Brunson with Centurion Advisor Group back on the podcast Stewarding Family Wealth. And it is my great pleasure to have in the studio with us today Mr. Randy Redner, the Executive Director of Community Foundation of Northeast Georgia, and the lady that actually knows what's going on at Community Foundation, Miss Britt Ramroop. So welcome to both of you. Glad Thank you're you here. Thank you for having Thank us. Thank you, Randy. Absolutely. My other brother, Randy. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I know. we were. Mike finally stopped us. By the way, Mike and Amanda are behind the scenes over here making sure that this thing actually happens. We just sort of put on these headphones, earphones, whatever they're called. Yeah, and sit here in front of the mic and, and tell stories. But uh, they're making sure this thing happens so yeah. well. And we were talking just before Mike said, you guys need to get on the air. That All right, how do we touch the world in particular how do we touch our immediate world right here in Gwinnett County and Northeast Georgia and the counties sure. that we serve and what tools are available to us? Correct. Correct. And you, Randy, you were talking just now, because what I want to do here in the, in the 20 minutes that we have left, uh, 20 minutes for the show, is I want to talk about some of the things that our listeners can do to have an impact right here in this community in December of 2021. And we will also talk about some of the tax benefits of them doing right. that. Let's talk yep. about the impact. You mentioned the word resiliency. Correct. Correct. Take a minute to talk about that. Yeah. So let me let me jump into that, Randy. And again, thank you for having us on your your show. So the Community Foundation, you know, you know, our job is kind of be at that thirty thousand, fifty thousand foot view in the communities we serve, right? And taking a look at what's going on. So we have this picture of here was 2019. What was the picture of our community? What did it look like? What was its challenges? Then along comes this thing called the pandemic, right? And just, you know, you know, the world up. And now we're coming, you know, hopefully out of that pandemic. But the short story is, Randy, that the issues that we had, food insecurity, homelessness, um, you know, other issues in the community we had in 2019 are now even bigger coming out of the pandemic. You know, it is not over by any stretch of the imagination. And we've got to dig into that work. And as we've dug into that work with the nonprofit community and take a look at the sectors, you know, workforce development, affordable housing, all of that, and working with families, we're hearing a lot of this, the term called resiliency. How do we build resiliency into these families that, that, you know, they were pretty knocked down in 2019. They got slammed to the ground in 2020. Right. And where your family, my family, Brit's family, we were taught and resiliency was built into us by our parents and by our grandparents where, you know, the wind blows a little bit in your life and, you know, okay, got the car breakdown. I got a little sickness. I got, you know, I do things and I'm fine. These families get, you know, hammered and they've gotten doubly hammered through the pandemic. How do we not only help them get back up on their feet, but how do we start to build resiliency into them? Because in 2022 and in 2023, something's going to happen in their their lives so we're trying to work to help make that happen so 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 many many families and you're right but mm-hmm. I, I will tell you what we've experienced and, mm-hmm. and 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 i will tell you i believe that i live in a bubble i mean we we sure we have just incredibly wonderful right. and brit's got a story for you about you know one of those families so but you finish yeah your point no it's, and then it's true about that. why why do teresa and i why have Teresa and I been given? My wife's name is Teresa. Why mm-hmm. have we been given the life that we have been given? Mm-hmm. And it's not first, last, and foremost for our own benefit. It is so that we can take all that we have been right. given, talent, time, talent, and treasure. Correct. Yep. And use it to touch and impact the right. world. But you were talking about resiliency. So there, there are many households, many families that live 
at the margin or so close to the margin that if if they're five minutes late for work, they get fired. If the car breaks, it, it, anything happens, right. it completely, completely, yeah. the world entirely comes apart. Spe- you know, you're talking about resiliency. It brought to mind the story of my grandfather. Now, you, you were, we were talking earlier, and you, your dad's a World War II veteran, right? Correct. Okay. Well, and, and you and I are the same generation. In right. my case, it was my grandfather. But, but here's just to, to connect the dots there a little uh-huh. bit more. He was in his 30s when he was called up. He was born in 1913. He was in, th- in his 30s, married with three children. Wow. And he was called up. He was in his early 30s at that point, uh, about 30 years old, Fort Lewis, and then to the Philippines. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. And my mother was was uh, 10 years old when he went off to war. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, it's, it's on my mother's side. I'm the oldest grandchild. Mm-hmm. So there's only 40 years between us. Right. Right. So that that's sort yep. of the, the chronology there. But he comes home from the war three kids at home um the middle child the older boy's name was harvey was sick and it's not he stubbed his toe right. it was malaria it was yellow fever some, something that was okay anyway um and harvey died in 53 when he was 15 years old mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. all right but I, I remember my grandpa telling this story all right and by god's grace i got he was i was in my 40s before he passed okay. all right and so as a young boy i got to spend a lot of time with him it was just just an incredible gift uh to to be able to spend time with him but i remember him telling a story that comes home they buy a, buy a, a farmhouse and 40 acres and he goes to work in tulsa at shift work at uh, for a company and at the time harvey was sick and he and Grandpa said that it took every dollar of his paycheck mm. to buy medicine for Harvey. He said Harvey's medicine cost more than his entire paycheck. Mm. Mm. And then he then he worked Saturdays at the local grain elevator, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and and he would he would leave there, and the guy that uh, Harvey Powers that owned the elevator would would send him home with some of the grain, and that's what they made their bread with. Wow. You know, those mm-hmm. kind of things until Harvey's dead. And so you hear these stories, and then you, then, then and then I, I knew him and got here to hang out with him, and he taught the list of things he taught me is just right. how, yeah, to, how right. to handle a 22, how to right. use power tools, how to right the, yeah. the important stuff yep. how to turn and ice you cream got taught cream. all of that right yeah you know. and so you watch this that's that's how one of the ways i learned resiliency he right. can do that yep okay got it i can I do can anything do yeah this. i can get around this i can right. get over we, we, this we, i can survive we, this right but there are people that don't know they don't right. even know yeah. who their parents are let alone who their grandparents are right mm-hmm. you know those kind of things so we learned that so all right, so we've watched, in our world, we have watched uh, over the last three to five years, mm-hmm. those with assets have done extraordinarily well. Mm-hmm. Their business interests are more valuable today than they were five years ago. Their real estate's more valuable today than it was five years ago. Their their investment portfolio is larger mm-hmm. than it was five years ago. Just the growth of financial statements have has been significant, mm-hmm. okay? So many of our listeners fall in this yep. category. You guys know them. You work with them. They're fund holders, right. so on and so forth. And yet, at the other end of the spectrum, right. there are thousands of households right here in Gwinnett mm-hmm. yep. 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 who are living at the margins, who may or may not have enough to eat, who may have a place to live tonight or may not. Who? So 
what let's talk about what help they need and then let's talk about some of the tools that we can use to give that help so what are some of the stories that you've heard about yeah, the so help I want to let Britt jump on uh, one of the stories and especially around the power of the dinner table which is you know Anyways, when I first heard that, I had to think about it, and then, then it you makes think a about lot of sense. It. Then the it, may, table, it does make a lot of sense. If you had the dinner table, you probably have resiliency, and if you didn't have the dinner table, you probably don't. I mean, it's that it's that simple. When you came together at, in the evening, did you have family dinner? Did you sit around and talk about your day? Did you learn about what was going on in your parents' days? Even if it was the stressful coming home and talking about, oh, my boss made me do that. You had those conversations. You probably talked about savings accounts and why you would open a savings account. How you had a place to talk about the issues of the day, of what was going on in your community. There are many in our community that never had the dinner table. There weren't family dinners. You didn't have anybody to ask the simple question of how do you, why would I go to a bank? What do I do at a bank? Do I open a checking account or a savings account? I don't know. I'll just pay cash for everything because they didn't have that or if they didn't go to school they didn't they didn't go to college it could be those first generation students looking at for us that was probably a daily conversation you know you graduate high school what's next you go to college that became part of it the family expectation that's what happens right so talk about that one story you know yeah my tennis shoe story the tennis shoe story yeah Yeah, i heard this one yesterday from one of the the nonprofits that we work with here in Gwinnett. there was a hope through soap hope through soap a mobile nonprofit that brings showers to our homeless think about that and they have just actually launched a new program called thrive by hope wow or five thrive through hope one of those i'm sorry i don't know the actual name but they're now working with the young adult homeless population because they have discovered that that's a huge issue um this young man the story that i was told yesterday um hadn't been to school in four weeks and the counselors couldn't track him down they didn't know why when they were able to finally get a hold of him he hadn't been to school because of his shoes because he was wearing size nine shoes and he actually needed size 12 and his feet were so sore that he couldn't get to school that he didn't want to walk the hallways because his feet hurt Hurt so so bad and he could not go home and ask his mom to buy him a new pair of shoes because financially it wasn't they knew it was so tight they were living in an extended stay motel Mm -hmm. that's homeless that's that's not that's not a house Right. That, that's that's a motel, right? So right. if you're using that weekly to paycheck to pay for a hotel room, you, you don't. He was not going to burden his mom with the fact that his shoes were too small, wow. and that is why he hadn't been to school. So not only were they struggling financially, he's now struggling educationally. And this organization has come alongside. They bought him three pairs of shoes, and they have made a deal with him that he is going to come into their tutoring program, and they are going to help get him caught up from the weeks of school that he has missed. And then they are going to, um, they've made a deal that if he can get his grades up and hold his grades up through the end of the year, that he can then hopefully for, uh, see a dream come true. He's always wanted to try out for the football team, and, but he hasn't been able to because financially he can't afford it. So they said, if you can get your grades up, if you can keep them up, you go out and you try out for that football team next year and you make the team and we'll pay those costs for you. Wow. So wow. they're, they're coming alongside the young ones too. And again, this is all gonna work together, right? As the community. So they're, they're working with the young adults, but in turn, they're gonna end up working with his mother too. So then it's helping an entire family get someplace else and hopefully take that next step and start talking about resiliency. And what are those things that we can work towards? 
Good. Good. And, and, and there, there's there's so many needs like that because you were talking about you were talking about resiliency and the dinner table and some things mm-hmm. like this and I, and um, I don't remember a lots of conversations around the dinner table, but I, I remember uh, I've thought about this a lot. I've written mm-hmm. about it some, but growing up, my life was very structured. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I did not play sports. Um, I I can't jump. You know, whatever. <laughs> uh, you know, I've been, you know, and uh, somebody said, "Do you run or jog?" I said, "Well." Nobody's chasing me, so why should I? No. And so, and so uh, but life is completely proscribed by work, extended family get-togethers, church, and school. Mm-hmm. My dad mm-hmm. had had a day job, was a pastor. Uh, now it's called bivocational. Then it, you had two jobs, mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. so that that was it. Wow. But uh, during high school, middle school and high school, I remember because mom and dad both worked away from home that my brother and sister and I, we were each assigned household responsibilities. We didn't get paid for it, but we did get a home. And and it's critical for children, okay, Mm -hmm. and so many miss out on this, to be fully engaged and involved in in the good functioning of the home. You know, if if you outsource everything, they don't learn anything except they're just, they take up space. Right. Anyway, I'm off the subject, but somebody had to clean the house, somebody had to prepare the meals, and somebody had to take care of the outside. Mom and dad always kept a garden, and I chose the outside, but all three of us had responsibilities from the time school got home and uh, from, we got home from school until mom and dad got home from work, and then we, and then we did eat together. Right. We had a meal together, but, but that, and, and then that other structure where life was very structured, and yes, we went to high school at some little, uh, you were talking about small towns. Yes, this yep. was a small mm-hmm. town in Oklahoma, 3,000 people when everybody was home and not on vacation, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and th- those kind of things. And so some of our yeah. teachers, some of our teachers were uh, people who had been in high school with my parents mm-hmm. and you just couldn't get away with anything you know the bar was high and the yeah. expectations were such and you right. just you you know it's, you sort of walk the straight and narrow and you know if you hung out by the by the ball field and smoked cigarettes you were the greasers that, that you know you just didn't want to do that you know right. so but that thing that i just described yeah it, it, it is a time and place that no longer exists mm-hmm. for the most part and specifically does not exist in this situation like you were talking about where there's a single mom with a high schooler in the home and, and they just they live at the margins and there right. isn't anything. So how do we build right. resiliency in those families? You know, get them back on their feet and then build that resiliency for, forward. In fact, you know, the podcast that we just did with Mike and um, Amanda was Resilient Gwinnett, which is a whole brand new nonprofit doing some work around building resiliency in our families. But here, with your audience, Randy, we need their help, right? We're trying to connect the, you know, the, the, the assets and the hearts of families that, that you work with on stewarding their family wealth and connect them to the challenges that we have today, right? So there's so many opportunities. There's 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 giving the the homeless something as simple as making sure the homeless have an opportunity to take a shower, to buy tennis shoes for those that that desperately mm-hmm. need them, to on and on and on. The the place at the, 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 the Especially school, all kinds of stuff. Correct. So you the know. question is, how do those of us that have been given, mm-hmm. to whom much is given, much is expected and required? Correct. Correct. You with me on that? Yeah, I am Absolutely. way with you on that. <laughs> yes. I am right, way with you on that. All right. Let's <laughs> yes, let's let's right. agree. Let's agree yes. that with 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 that comes yep. significant responsibility. Correct. So how do we take what we've been given? Let's talk about some of the tools we have in hand to give and to make a difference. And and um, just before we went on the air, Britt started singing a song about appreciated security. Would you sing that for us again? <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Now we're live. You don't get that okay. one. <laughs> so so uh, appreciated yep. security 
because most of our listeners are going to know what that is. Right. Yeah. Okay. But let's say, for example, that uh, let's, I'll, I'll use Tesla stock. Okay, so let's say you bought Tesla stock uh, 15 years ago at, at $45 right. a share. Right. Okay, yep. and it's bumping around uh, somewhere around $1,000 a share right now. Right. Okay. Yep. Yep. And uh, if, you, if you bought 1,000 shares t- 10 or 12 years ago at $40 a share, right. okay, Yep. Um, so, so let's let's talk about a fam- real life family for us, and, and, okay. and it's you know Ray and Kathy, right? Because this conversation happened with them in a conference room with their financial advisor. Uh, they have no children, right? They're both retired now. Uh, theirs was Apple stock. Okay, there you go. That's ago, a great one. Apple right? stock, yep, stock. Exactly, yep. exactly. Same same thing. You know, significant assets. They cannot spend yep. the assets they have, right? Absolutely. And their financial advisor. Because the, the, the thing today, one of the things that we're seeing, Randy, is give while you live. Yes. Right? It is no longer about the Rockefellers and the Fords and, the, and that to build a foundation for future generations. This generation, you know, the greatest generation, you know, uh, ever, right, wants to give while they live, right? Uh, so we were working with families to do that. So with Ray and Kathy, and you remember remember this because you mm-hmm. worked so well with them, Britt, was you know okay, set you know set they can set a fund up at the community foundation, they can donate those appreciated assets of the Apple stock in there, no capital gains, zero. Correct. Ray looked at us and said, "Is this legal, right?" Exactly. Is this legal? <laughs> yes, it is. You know, and then they put those funds in there, right? Boom. We sell it, put those money in there while we have it. You know, we invested, or in this particular situation, their financial advisor still invests this money for us inside their fund, which grows tax-free while it's sitting in there. So they have more money to give away, right? And then along comes Brett, and she can tell you a great story about Ray and Kathy about how she engaged them to give that money away because they didn't know what to do with it. Right, because often they don't know. So let's let's go yeah. back and talk about the specific thing because sure. all of us know this, but but not everybody knows this. So this couple had Apple stock, and we we know we know some of our people mm-hmm. have Apple yep. stock. So let's take Apple stock. So they have Apple stock, and the the it the unrealized gain. Let's call Correct. it unrealized capital gain. Yep, it's the difference between what they paid Bought for and what and it's is current worth market today. value, yeah. what it's worth today. Yeah. and so let's say that you got Apple stock that has unrealized gain of a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand or a half million. I've seen all these. Yeah, in, right. in portfolios. Yep, like, you know, so on and yep. so forth. Yep. So what these people did, what mm-hmm. our clients have done. What listeners can do is they can give the shares. They, they don't sell the shares and then give the money. Don't do that. Don't do that. No. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do but that. what you literally do is you do a transfer of shares. Correct. You transfer the shares. You are donating those shares to the community foundation. You're donating the shares. we are a 501c3. So Bingo. the community foundation is a 501c3, and per the Internal Revenue Code, a an entity that has 501c3 status is can they're designed to receive gifts right. that for the giver are a tax deductible donation mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. correct so 
the Community Foundation is a 5163 organization, so anyone that gives appreciated securities, don't sell the Apple stock don't, or whatever it is you have. Don't, you, you transfer shares. Right. Your, your financial don't advisor write a knows check how to, to do us. this. <laughs> yeah. You and Britt and your people, you know how to receive this. You've got all the accounts set up. Yep. And so operationally, it's, it's, a, it's an institution to institution or custodian to custodian transfer of the shares themselves. So when they are received by you with the Community Foundation being a 501c3, Right, Mm -hmm. correct. Then that, then what the givers or the donors are doing is they are giving away all of the appreciation. Correct. Correct. Okay, they're giving away all of the appreciation. Yep. And as long as they have held that Apple stock for more than a year, Mm -hmm. and most people have, Mm -hmm. okay, then when you, you, the the community foundation is going to send them in January or early February, you're going to send them a tax statement for their tax return, right? Right. And it's going to be uh, that charitable tax statement is going to reflect the market value of the Apple stock. Slightly different than that. I'll let Britt she loves this one. (laughs) (laughs) So our, 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 yeah, our receipt to them. Our receipt to them would be that it was Apple stock and how many shares and what day we received it. You, then you as the donor yeah, we, we and got, your we, CPA we know how to do, we yeah, know yeah how the to do high load all that kind of fun oh, yeah. stuff oh, yeah. you know, we're, we're down oh, yeah. in the weeds now this yeah. is good okay. yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But, but I love it but you got it well but no, no we, know, we know how to do that we, we, yeah. we have Correct. we have guidelines internally yes. and, and the way we do it is we we, we track this so what the what what the what the donor's going to get is they're going to get a statement saying that we received X number of shares from you mm-hmm. and we received it on this day. Correct. Correct. Okay. Then internally what we do and what most financial advisors do, I would expect. Now, I don't know the answer to that question, mm-hmm. but I can tell you what we do is, uh, believe it or not, we track all this in excruciating <laughs> detail. My That's team why kno- we love you, Randy. My, my team knows that phrase, <laughs> excruciating detail. It makes them, makes them twitch when I say that sometimes. That read the fabulous document, yeah. and so, um, uh, but that's what we do is, and right. the, the the regs are that the value of the gift is the closing price of of that stock on the day it was received, and so what you tell us here's how many shares we received, mm-hmm. here's the day we received it, and then we have a then we have all our guidelines in in writing for what we do with it and right. how we communicate Correct. to client and get it, yep. get it to their CPA and their tax people for for these purposes, but that gift then the value of it is fully deductible to these people. Correct. The couple you're referencing our people, it's yep. fully deductible as a charitable gift. Yep. In 2021. Yep. So if I paid fifty thousand dollars for Apple stock and it's now worth two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, if I give that entire block of shares away, then I get a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar charitable gift. Correct. Now, now, now you get and you get more, Randy. No, well, no, you're, okay, so here's a question for you. For okay. 2021. For 2021, let's use the Apple. Let's carry on with this fifty thousand two hundred fifty. So, so we paid fifty thousand dollars for Apple stock some years ago. Mm-hmm. It's now worth two hundred fifty thousand. Mm-hmm. We give it to the Community Foundation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. It's fully deductible at market value for two hundred fifty thousand. Right. In 2021, like in 2020. Now this is. 2020 and 2021, mm-hmm. the rules are a little different, right? Okay, correct. Okay, is it is it true that on that kind of a gift, it's fully deductible up to 100% of their AGI? 
That's my understanding. Yes. 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 Oh, so, so the two Randys that are here in the studio, today, <laughs> okay, uh, we believe. Right. We're pretty. We believe, yeah. No, no. This is neither tax nor legal advice, and please consult your tax and legal advisors right. about the specifics. Yes. Right. Is that yes. a good disclaimer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Thank you. Very good. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> Got to cover the You just made here. my CFO happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, 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 so she won't get excited. That's right. Right. Uh, but for 2021, mm-hmm. uh, uh, instead of having the 50% limit on, on deductibility mm-hmm. of charitable gifts, it goes up to 100% of AGI. So if your AGI this year is 250 and you make 250 charitable deductions, this is a very, right. sim- this is a very, very simple, simple illustration. Right. Yep. Then it's 100% deductible all the way up to 100% of your AGI, right. which Correct. is a sweet spot. Sweet. It's outstanding. Yep. Yeah. So so we can do these things, and then we can do these things like like uh, tennis shoes for these people or make sure that right. the people that need food that don't have food to eat yep. – all these things we can do to enhance yeah. our community. And another key thing for your, your listeners to know is that money is going to go into a donor advised fund f- for you know for them, and that money can sit there. There is no requirement to distribute, Randy. So a lot of people do, and we will see it this month in December. Right, bunching. Right, they will put a bunch of money in to their donor advised fund, get all those tax benefits you just talked about, but they don't have to give that money out by the end of December this year or next year or next year. It can sit there for no requirement to distribute, right? So let's talk about let's talk about that for a minute. So when sure. we make this gift, yep. so when we make this gift, I, I know these things, you know these things, but yep. maybe our listeners don't. don't. Yep. So when we make these gifts, we're not just giving it to Randy and Britt and your, exe- your executive no, board no. to just sprinkle around. You can if you want, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so really the way this, a best case scenario here, yeah. the gift is made. Right. The, the community foundation does give the the uh, the charitable tax statement as Britt described. Okay, right. but the dollars themselves go into a donor advised fund. Right. So which, Ray and Kathy, what you know, our example got their donor advised fund all seeded by their Apple stock. Okay. So they set up a donor advised fund, which means that they they get the current year tax benefit of it they get the current your tax benefit Boy, you are on it today i am man this is good it's experience <laughs> it's something but i like it i like it's, it Randy. It's, 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 i tell this i tell the story i'm a fan i, I tell the story yeah, don't, don't and we don't appreciate you being a fan don't invite because you're right we've had people they've had a liquidity event or they've had just a superb year or yes. their stock options vest if they have our issues or yeah. stock units and, and and they want to give but well, and especially the, the if they do the giving at the end of the year normally, don't write it out of your checking account. Go ahead and take care of these appreciated That's assets, right. and That's then right. we'll give out of that because but, then you don't have to worry about having already been taxed no, on those dollars in your checking no. account. No, to, 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 to do the big giving, you give from assets, not from, from, from cash flow. Mm-hmm. You give appreciated assets. That's, that's how you do your big giving. You give buildings. You Brent, give we're going to take this guy on the road with us. I like it. You know? <laughs> well, if you study There's if a you t-shirt study, in here for you somewhere, Randy. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It's, it's good. We, we're we're just so excited about this. It's wonderful to help people give well. Uh, yes. And, uh, but it goes into a donor-advised fund, so you get your giving done. You get your tax benefit from it. But using a donor-advised fund, we have the opportunity to separate the giving itself from making the final decision on the ultimate beneficiary of the gift, right? Correct. So we put it in a donor-advised fund because 
what's so frequent, and this year's a, a case study, there are a lot of business transactions taking place oh, because of the threat correct. of increased legislation, regulation, taxation. Will Rogers right, said right. it's a yep. good thing we don't get all the government we pay for. Mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. it's 100 years later, and we might now. But anyhow, <laughs> so, so anyhow. Uh, uh, Will Rogers, I love it. <laughs> you pull so, it all in. So we give the donor advice fund, and it goes in. And we give to the community foundation, and then for Lynn or for this or for that person or Europe for waiting, it goes into a donor advised fund and mm-hmm. sits there, and their financial advisor can continue to manage it in, for correct. their benefit. Yes, per the guidelines that they put in place for how their dollars are managed. Yep, and then over the next year or two or five or whatever time frame fits the giver. Right fits the donor, then they can decide, okay, I want 5000 to go here, 10000 to go there, this much to go there. Right. Then they can they can make their ultimate giving decisions at a different time rather than having to try to cram right. the right. giving decision itself yep. and the ultimate beneficiary yep. decision all into a 30-day time frame yep. when they may not be ready to. Is and that the story? That's it. And, that's where, and then that's where they intersect with Brett, right, to take this journey of generosity. Yes. They may not know where they want to get this money, right? They right. want to go do good, but how do we do it? When do we do it? Where do we do it? You know, and break we, and we can take some time and we can take some field trips and we can get to know organizations. So it's less transactional and it's more relational. Okay, so what we so then what we want to do is we want to give highly let's go back to Apple stock mm-hmm. because there's so many companies just off the charts in terms right. of valuations. Is this a good time to buy? I don't know the answer to that question. <laughs> uh, don't that's <laughs> we don't have time for that question. <laughs> let's keep talking. moving. So you make the gift now. You make the gift now, right. so, because see, you can make that. We can make that giving decision and evaluate the, the cash flow and the assets and answer the question: how and whether this impacts long-term viability for the household. Right. Yep. We can Correct. do that. That's what financial yep. advisors do. That's one of the things we do. But then we can do do all of our ultimate giving later. Then, then our people, your clients, your fund holders can work with you. Okay, let's explore where the great needs are and w- match up the things that matter to us as a household. Match up the things that matter to us with as a household with the needs and the causes in the community. Is that it? Yep. Yep. Connect people who care to causes that matter. There, that's Bingo. beautiful. That's beautiful. Before we wrap up, okay, we're thirty minutes into this conversation. One more thing we need to talk about. Sure. Okay, now. Some of our listeners uh, have enough life experience to qualify for what are recall, for what are called required minimum distributions. That's not me and you, Randy. That's good. We're way, we're too, we're way too young for that. We're way too young. <laughs> way too young, maybe fudging a little bit, but we're not that far away. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But but we're not there. So any any listener that's seventy two or older mm-hmm. is subject to required minimum distributions, or if they are a beneficiary. Of mm-hmm. an IRA, they're subject to required minimum distributions. Correct. Okay, which means that the the law says that uh, at certain points, as an IRA owner, that you're required to take a certain amount of money out of your IRA. And for those of you that are in RMD territory, trust me, you know it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so let's talk. Let's talk to those of you in that category that are listening. Good. What you may know, and I don't know who's listening all the time. Some of you know this, but the law does allow us from the required minimum distributions to make charitable gifts of those. All right. There's so RMD uh, required minimum distributions are referred to as RMDs. Okay. A cousin to RMDs is something called qualified charitable distributions mm-hmm. or QCDs, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Correct. 
So uh, let me describe my understanding of how this works, and you tell me if this is your understanding and, and clarify yeah. this for me. Okay, so let's say I'm in RMD territory, and my RMD this year is $50,000. Right. Okay. Yep. It's roughly a million dollars in, a, in an mm-hmm. IRA. Okay. Many, many people with $1 million, $2 million, $3 million IRAs and more out here. Okay. Right. So let's say I've got a million-dollar IRA. I've got a $50,000 required distribution. There are three things we found that you can do with that uh, required distribution. You can take it in cash and spend it on, you know, whatever. Right. Okay. Yep. You can transfer it and to— And pay taxes uh, on it when you do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. Correct. Right. Yep. Yep. Or you can transfer it to a, uh, a taxable investment account. Mm-hmm. But if you take it in cash, either personally, mm-hmm. to your person, to your— checking account or you transfer it to an investment account Mm -hmm. in both of those scenarios it is a taxable distribution and part of your taxable income for the year correct right yep so you you have the opportunity to pay taxes on it and it is part of your adjusted gross income correct yes all right now why is it a big deal if it's a part of your adjusted gross income well if you're 72 you're probably also drawing social security right all right now FICA, who was who came to life in the early thir- uh, in the uh, 1930s as a result of the Social Security Administration, has a granddaughter, and her name is Irma. <laughs> I love it. I love okay. it. Okay. Now, Irma, <laughs> you are a storyteller. I like. It. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I'm going to write about this. Okay, I'm going to write about Social Security. People are always afraid that Social Security is going away. Now you need to study demographics. Social yeah. Security is not going away. Uh, so, uh, but here's Irma. Okay. Medicare premiums are means-tested, okay. meaning that the, the higher your income year by year mm-hmm. in, in your Social Security years, mm-hmm. the higher your income, the higher your Medicare premiums, okay? People think that the basic Medicare premium Part B is called $150. Uh-huh. We have clients that pay $750 wow. per month, wow. per person. Wow. In uh-huh. Medicare Part B premiums. Now you're teaching me something I don't know, and I'm getting scared about <laughs> retiring. <laughs> okay, so y- you have fund holders, and we have clients right. who, because they have had decades of great financial habits, mm-hmm. okay, have more income in retirement than they did while they were working. We have people with uh, income from a variety of sources who have income in their 70s that's well into six figures. Wow. Okay, yeah. so yeah. when you take an RMD as a taxable distribution, it increases your AGI, yep. Yep. which has the opportunity of increasing your Medicare Part B premiums. Okay, in very unpleasant now, that's ways. New to me, that's yeah, in like very it. unpleasant ways. Now, so here's an option for you. Okay, let me suggest that instead of an RMD as a taxable distribution, mm-hmm. let's treat it as a qualified charitable distribution. So what you do is you open a donor advised fund at the community foundation. Can't do it with the donor advised fund. Mm-mm. Okay. Yep. So the, let's help him out, Brett. There, now, there now you got to bail him out. Bail, exactly. bail, bail, bail him out. Yeah. He just like, went one good, bridge too good. far, yeah. right? Good. Yeah. If, yeah. We, if we're receiving like, the I, RMDs, I, I, you're right. You, you cannot do that. But I figured this is a good way to segue. Uh, uh, so yeah, you, you cannot. You cannot. You no. cannot do that. So so tell us how this works. So we have two options at the Community Foundation for the RMDs that come over to us. We have a designated fund or a field of interest fund. So really, it means that the designated you have to choose up front who your organization is that you're going to support with that RMD over time. It doesn't mean that we're going to have to turn around and spend the $50,000 
at one time for right. your church if you wanted to do that, sure, right? Sure. It means that we just have to say, this is going to be for my church, but then I'm going to do my thousand a month tithing for them over okay. the course of whatever time. So right. that's designated. We okay. have to say who that is. Field of interest would just be, I want to support early childhood education. Okay. And we could put that down as the that RMD comes in, and then you have to, out of that specific fund, give to organizations that work in early childhood education. So we have to tag it just a little bit more than a donor advised fund. We don't have as much flexibility. You're right. So so the QCD itself, qualified charitable, but what a QCD is, it is a way it by law you can take the up to the RMD amount, or you can take the RMD amount or uh, you can take RMD amount and transfer it directly to the community foundation. Isn't the cap a hundred thousand? Yeah, the cap's a yep. hundred. The okay. cap's a, thank you for thank you for the yeah, yeah the cap's a hundred yeah, up right. to a hundred thousand a year. Right. right. You, you cannot do this for over a hundred thousand with a QCD, but it cannot go to a donor advised fund. The 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 law does not allow a. But operationally, what it looks like is the. RMD amount, if you want to mm-hmm. limit it to the RMD up to a mm-hmm. max of 100000 instead of any of us taking that as a taxable distribution, right. we can send it to the community foundation. Yep. yep. Send yep. It, it goes to the community foundation. It must be an institution-to-institution institution transfer. Mm-hmm. So if, if, the, if, the, if, if your fund holder, if, if it's one of the big Wall Street firms, it's one of the right. discount brokers, if they're working <clears> with an independent advisor, wherever those people hold the assets, bank, right. brokerage firm, insurance company, wherever it is, it has to come directly from the financial institution to the community foundation. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Yes. And it, don't let it show up in the mailbox. It cannot. <laughs> it cannot stop by the the distribution right. check. Cannot be made payable to the IRA owner, and this gift in order to qualify as a QCD cannot come from a check from the IRA owner's personal account. That is not a QCD. Right. Mm-hmm. It's got to be a custodian to custodian. What we call a custodian to custodian transfer. Yes. Okay. But you've got all the operational elements yep. in place for that. Then from a from a tax standpoint, you're right. It cannot go into a donor-advised fund. That's a, That messes with a code that right. doesn't work. Yep. Mm-hmm. But you've created a couple of other vehicles that do comply with the code that allow people to, to express some directed interest in what they support. Correct. Okay. Correct. You got it, Randy. Look and at that. You're going to get case, another T-shirt. Yeah, that QCD. And there's more. And there's more. There's more. <laughs> you know that guy, he died recently. <laughs> those late night commercials. Wait, there's more. Well, right. yeah, he died recently. But he, oh. made mil- he made millions. <laughs> there's knives. Wait, there's more. It'll slice down this building. So, <laughs> anyhow. Um, but the QCDs do not cross the tax return. Right, Correct. they, do, they yeah. do not show up on the tax return. They do not increase AGI. So, it so a QCD satisfies your RMD obligation, mm-hmm. satisfies your charitable intent, mm-hmm. makes a huge difference in the community, and does not increase your adjusted gross <clears throat> your adjusted gross income. Right, mm-hmm. such a deal. Third time's the charm. Yes. Oh, no. Okay, look, we're forty minutes into this. We're probably wearing burning through the attention span of our <laughs> listeners. Uh, let's wrap this up, Brett. Yes. Brett, any uh, any last words? No, come to the community foundation though, because then I mean the other benefit of this is that then we help get you connected. So okay. that's my day job is to really work with all of our fund holders <laughs> to make sure that they know what the options are out there. Okay, so how do listeners find the Community Foundation of Northeast Georgia? If they want to reach out to you, want to connect the dots, want to have a conversation, certainly they can reach out to us, uh, centurionag.com, or text or call me at 678-478-5781. But outside of that, how do they reach uh, you and your team? You want to go for that, Brett? 
<laughs> Randy's cell phone. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, so our website, yeah. you know, and again, like you're saying, Randy, you know, certainly we would want to do business with, with uh, you know, your listeners. But, but if they just have a question and they just need help and they need some guidance and they want to go help that kid with the tennis shoes, We'll make that happen because that's that's who we are and that's the heartbeat of what we are. Um, but just check it out on our website, which is www.cfneg.org, or my cell phone number is 404-273-1292. And I love calls or text messages that said, I want to go help somebody. So let's go Sweet. do that. And follow us on social media, uh, on Facebook. And this year you'll also see our CFNEG wish book. So put together cool, with a lot of cool. organizations that we work very, very closely with and come with the, the stamp of approval. Uh, their, their wish list has been put together into a book, and you'll see that here probably within the next week or so on social media. Good. Randy Britt, you guys have been just phenomenal guests. Thank you so much for joining us. We're excited about what you do, the way you invest your lives, the way you serve others. It's so exciting to have you. We're so grateful for you. We really are. Welcome. I know you've been here 15 years, but welcome <laughs> to Georgia, uh, Britt. We're, Thank we're you. thrilled to have you with us. Uh, Got to wrap this uh, Got to wrap this up. This is Randy Brunson with Centurion Ad- Advisory Group on the Stewarding Family Wealth Podcast, brought to you by the incredible team of Mike and Amanda at Gwinnett Business Radio X. Y'all have a great day. Mm-hmm.